0: Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Toleric Community Church. Good morning. What would it feel like if you and I were to have our biggest sins just kind of projected right up on the screen on a Sunday morning? Any volunteers? Man, you think about that and you think, wow, there's a lot of things in my life that I'm ashamed of, especially when you think about sin. And yet to see the incredible transforming power of God in our lives. To see that we are transformed. We're made into new creations. What a powerful illustration of that. Amen? Uh, That God is able to come and the things that we are, are most embarrassed or ashamed of. That God's able through the sacrifice of Christ on the cross to come and make us completely completely new that is transformation my friends isn't it yeah well good morning great to be here my name's Tom DeVries and uh, it does as Ken shared feel like uh, coming home but then i thought man i lived in california for 40 years so i guess it is home in uh, some ways and and Being amongst family and friends is such a great thing. People that you love and people that love you and that you're engaged in ministry together. And that God has called us to be His people. And how awesome it is to be sharing together and celebrating and worshiping together and doing mission and ministry together. And I can't say thank you enough uh, for the things that you're engaged in that is really providing incredible leadership in the RCA, in our denomination, the Reformed Church in America. So I had conversations with people this week. Some of them would ask about uh, how things were going in the denomination. I would say, great. As Ken shared, we, we've seen many people coming to Christ over the last 10 years, and 300 churches planted But as you look at the 17 churches that Tulare Community Church has started, there is no church in the RCA that even comes close uh, to hearing the call of God on your life and your ministry. And it's not only just responding to the call of God, it's looking and seeing that the fields are wide under harvest. Because there are places, there are communities beyond here where you're starting new churches. in the lives that look exactly like that Where people are are struggling and grappling with their sin and their shame. And into that we bring the good news of the gospel. And people are transformed. Because it isn't about a number of churches. It's about a number of stories. And each of those stories represents a life. And that's the ministry that we're engaged in together And you're providing incredible leadership for us as a denomination. And again, I can't say thank you enough for that. Or looking at reaching higher and saying, what does it mean to say, church, it doesn't just happen within four walls. But it's about us being the sent people of God in mission to bring in God's kingdom. And to recognize that you see brokenness and you see needs in the community around you. And it's not only about investing dollars, it's about investing time and effort and the love of Jesus Christ into the lives of people who need to experience it. And again, thank you for taking the lead in that. We have numbers of churches in the RCA that say, we want to be missional. We just don't know how. We want to march beyond the walls of our church and, and we're not sure how to do that. And being able to point to them for for models and stories and experiences like what's happening here in Tulare at TCC is, is wonderful. So thanks for your boldness. Thanks for your courage. And then we think about um, going through transition as you are now and assessment and, and evaluation and how sometimes that could bring anxiety. But let me just share with you that God is in control even in this moment. And as you go through this journey of evaluation, that there is a leader and and a pastor that before the foundations of the world, God had identified that is going to take you into this next chapter. And that you can have incredible peace and great faith and ongoing courage in moving into the revelation of God's next chapter for you. And know that you don't journey that alone, that we are praying for you and walking with you uh, and are excited to be able to explore what God has next. Uh, and, and we trust that, again, that's going to allow you to continue to live out God's perfect will and God's call for your mission and ministry here. And we celebrate that together. Amen. And so as uh, we begin, I just want to pray for you uh, and pray God's leading in this time and recognizing that uh, God is in control and that we can uh, rest and have peace uh, in the spirit at this moment in time. Let's pray. Our Lord and our God, I thank you for this church and this ministry. For people that are here that that love you. That are committed to you. That that walk in relationship with you day by day. I thank you for how you're leading at this time. Think of new leaders that will be selected tomorrow night. And just pray that your spirit would go before. And there would be a a sense of, of unity and unanimity in that. That as they take a look inside and evaluate who they are and who you've called them to be, that they would have a holy boldness to be able to move into this next chapter. And we pray in faith for that next pastor, whoever that might be, that we may wonder, but you already know, That you would continue to form and prepare that individual and their family to be loved by this congregation and to bring the leadership that is necessary and needed in this place at this time. And so we thank you and we pray in faith with gratitude for what you have done, for what you are doing, and for what you will do for your honor and for your glory. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Great. I have always wanted to be an artist. And here's the bad news. There's not an artistic bone in my body. As much as I wish that I could paint or sculpt or form something that would be beautiful, there's not a chance. And as much as I would look to the future to say, maybe I could learn that or do that in the future, I only have to look at my past and realize there is no hope. I remember when I was seven years old, I was given a piece of clay by my teacher at school and told to form something beautiful out of it. And so I began. And I began to, to push and to prod and to mold and to make something that I thought would turn out to be a, a beautiful penguin of some kind. Only to have my teacher ask me about the owl that I just created. And let me tell you, it was a very bad owl as well. That was not me. Or in... Uh, in Cub Scouts, when they gave you a bar of soap and a knife, and they said, uh, could, you, could you just carve a fish out of this? And proudly taking it up to my Cub Scout master and saying, Wow, that thing looks like a polywog. <laughs> In my hands, clay is worthless, it's a waste. <laughs> In an artist's hands, it can become a, a thing of beauty. And of creation. And in the hands of God, it can bring forth life. See, we, before we talk about transformation and being transformed, there's this idea of being formed. Being formed. That you and I are, are formed by God. Say that word formed with me. Let's say it. Formed. One more time. Formed. Yeah. We are formed by God. And Isaiah recognized this in uh, Isaiah 64, verse 8. In fact, let's read these uh, verses together. Read them with me. And yet, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. By your hand. So you can all breathe a sigh of relief this morning that you were not formed by me. Right? That you've been blessed by being formed by God. That God was the designer. God was the sculptor. He was the fashioner and the finisher, the molder and the shaper. And David the psalmist in Psalm 139 explains it this way. He said, you made my whole being. You formed me in my mother's body. I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way. He said, what you have done is wonderful. I know this very well. God formed you wonderfully. Now I want you to just kind of turn to the person next to you and ask him that question and just ask, Didn't God form me wonderfully? Right? Just do that. Now your response to that is amazing. Okay? Amazing. So just kind of turn to the person next to you. Ask them that question. Didn't God form me wonderfully? Okay? Do it. And then all you have to say is amazing. Amazing. Okay? You are amazing people this morning. See, each of us has been formed wonderfully. By God and for God. By God and for God. And as Reformed Christians, according to the Westminster Catechism, we know that the chief end of each of us and all of us is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That we have been formed by God and for God. To glorify Him in what we do and and how we live to be able to live in relationship with God and to find joy in that relationship that we are formed by God and for God. But sin and rebellion came in and compromised and changed the relationship. And rather than life as God had intended it, there came instead separation and Death. And yet, in the midst of that, our loving God brought a way for reconciliation through Jesus Christ. And Christ's sacrifice on the cross was the atoning work for our sin. And it changed our very nature. Because we went from sinful to holy. And we were transformed. In fact, say that word with me. Transform. One more time. Transform. We were transformed. Our very nature was changed. So we were formed by God, but we were transformed in Christ. So why in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. And the transformation through Christ moves us then from death to life. It moves us from old to new, from unrighteous to righteous, from sinful to holy. And we're moved back into relationship with God where where we live to glorify God with our life and with our lifestyle and to enjoy that relationship forever. And so in our relationship with God, we want to grow closer and we want to go deeper and we want to draw nearer. We carry ongoing conversations called prayer. We read God's word, his letter to us, called the Bible. We connect as family and we we celebrate the The life that we have with God together, and that's called worship. And we tell others about this awesome relationship that we have with the great God of the universe who loves us and loves them too, and and that's called evangelism. And we live differently, we live a changed life, we are transformed growing closer and going deeper and drawing nearer. We are formed by God. We are transformed in Christ so that we can be transforming. Let's say that word together. Transforming. One more time. Transforming. So that we can be transforming we become transformed and then transforming as we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. That as we're changed, we become God's change agents in the world. We're transformed so that we can be transforming. See, many people think that transformation is just about them and that it's for them. That God's love is for them and only for them, but as the transformed People of God. We are called by God to be transforming, to radically follow Christ in mission together, transforming our world. See, many Christians think that um, we make a decision for Jesus Christ and to follow him. In fact, we probably sang that gospel song or that hymn, right? I've decided to follow Jesus. No Turning back. And yet, as Reformed Christians, we know that we are called by God and empowered by the Holy Spirit to be the very presence of Jesus Christ in our world. We're not asked to make a decision. You and I are called to deep devotion. We're called to follow Jesus. In fact, Jesus talks about that in Matthew chapter 16. He says, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. See, Jesus didn't come to lead kind of a domesticated or institutionalized church. His call to us to follow was radical and revolutionary. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be transforming. Very simply to live and to love like Jesus. In 1 John chapter 2, the Apostle John talks about what this means. Beginning in verse 5 at the end. He said God is if God's love but if anyone obeys his word God's love is truly made complete in him and this is how we know we are in him Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did See if we're transforming or transformed we will be transforming The transformation shows itself in living like Jesus did. Chapter 3, the Apostle John continues, verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. That's not a decision. That's total devotion. and Being the transformed people of God, living and loving like Jesus. And it's about walking as Jesus did. About laying down our lives for others. About being able to express our love in in more than our words or just what we say it 's about putting our faith into action, and that 's radical radical. You think of the definition of radical, which means to depart markedly from the usual or the customary, favoring or effective affecting fundamental or revolutionary changes in current practices, conditions, or institutions. We are radically following Christ in mission together. And what does that include? There are three things. The first is sacrificial service. See, it said that Jesus Christ laid down His life for us. That we ought to lay down our lives, that we live like, Jesus, that we become the hands and feet of Christ, that you and I pick up the towel and the basin and wash feet, that we serve the poor and we feed the hungry, we help the homeless and we reach out to the marginalized and we visit the prisoner, that we serve willingly. Sacrificially, just like Jesus did. And transforming is about sacrificial serving. Serving others so that they can experience life change. It's you and I giving our lives away for the benefit of others. But it also includes a second thing, and that's authentic relationships. Relationships. 1 John chapter 3, again, verse 11. This is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Then jumping down to verse 14. We know that we've passed from death to life because we love our brothers. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. does John say? Believe, love, live, and obey his commands. And the Spirit lives in us so that we can move from death to life. See, what good is sacrificial service as we look at this out of of how we live without having a relationship where we're willing to open our lives up to each other and, and to love each other what good is it if you choose to to serve me but but don't love me what good is it if if I want to serve you but I don't love you see that ends up just being some kind of a transaction what Jesus is calling us to is transformation that we would radically follow Christ in mission together. And it calls us to authentic relationships. Sacrificial service, authentic relationships. The last thing is spiritual transformation. In verses 23 and 24 of 1 John 3, it says, And this is His command, to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us. Those who obey His commands live in Him and He in them. And this is how we know that He is in us. We know it by the Spirit that He gave us. See, what good is spiritual or sacrificial service without spiritual transformation? See, we can go out maybe and change a person's circumstances or we can change their, their situation. But transformation, spiritual transformation changes people's lives forever, forever. And as you and I have been transformed, that transformation happens in our life so that we can be transforming in the lives of others, that we can love like Jesus so that we can live like Jesus, that we can move out at the, as the sent people of God And make a difference in the world in which we live. We begin to see others experience that kind of transformation, to invite them into that relationship with Jesus Christ in a changed way. And so you and I are formed by God, we're transformed in Christ so that we can be transforming through the power of the Holy Spirit as we live out our faith in the world. Today, this week, in the months ahead, again and again, living and loving just like Jesus did, so that we can be the hands and feet of Christ and offer that kind of transformation in the lives of others. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, again, we thank you for your word to us. We thank you that we are works in progress. We thank you that you have made us a changed people. And so we offer our lives to you, that you would use us for your honor and for your glory. That you would begin to, in our daily journeys, put people in our path, Need to experience transformation in and through you. That you would open us up to again a, a new level of, of boldness to engage in living out our faith and putting it in action. And that out of doing it together, we would see not only lives change but families and communities and counties because you're at work, and your Spirit's at work in and through us. So we say, take us and use us for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.